So my senior year of high school, I remember doing a bunch of college visits, and in one of my visits, I went to Ave Maria University, which eventually would be um, my college of choice. And so at Ave Maria, I remember being kind of paired with this, this person who was called an ambassador. His name was Jeff, and it was the ambassador's job to kind of show me around the campus, um, to just give me a tour, and also he was responsible for me when we stayed overnight in the dorms, just kind of being just there to answer any questions that I might have. Uh, he happened to be a lit major too, because um, I showed him whatever form I filled out for this tour that I was interested in studying literature. And so, um, yeah, I just had a very good experience, really enjoyed uh, my visit at the campus, and uh, Jeff was very good to me, always good just answering all my questions, and as you know, my stay progressed, I got to know Jeff a little bit more, and that was kind of important because I wanted to get a feel for, you know, the students of this university. And I found it interesting because he started sharing about how he was engaged, and he shared this dramatic story of how he kind of flew and proposed, and, um, you know, made, made the proposal, and then he kissed his, his fiance, and that was the first time he had ever kissed a woman, and he had saved it for that moment. And uh, my little high schooler reaction at the time was, that's weird. <laughs> you truly are a lit major. That sounds out of like a Jane Austen novel. So uh, at that time, I was just like, that was weird. What, you would wait that long just to kiss someone? You know, so that was weird for me at the time. And um, as, I was, as I was praying with these readings today and these readings of Noah, um, I spent a lot of time actually kind of reflecting upon Noah more earlier in his life, more so than when we hear about the forming of the covenant with the rainbow and the sign being, being, the, sign being the rainbow. And uh, I'm sure if we kind of enter into, you know, um, Noah taking on this big challenge of building an ark, we could imagine the way people reacted to him, you know, building this huge ark in the middle of a landmass, right? Uh, I am sure now we can kind of imagine that conversation, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Noah's outside, he's just cutting up wood, preparing timbers, and um, his wife comes up to him and is like, Noah, you know, what are you doing? I'm building an ark. Okay, so you're building a small boat? No, I'm building an ark, 300 cubits by 50 cubits, and 30 cubits deep. And, you know, she's like, okay, sure, sure, Noah, and uh, why are you doing that? Because God told me, you know? She's like, okay, Noah. And I'm sure we could imagine just the people of the town being like, no, what are you, you're crazy. That's weird. Why are you building an ark? We're in the middle of the land. What, what do you mean there's a flood coming? Like, there's never been a flood here. What, what the heck are you talking about? And he was judged by those people around him to be weird, and people laughed at him. And so um, I bumped into Jeff a few years ago at a function at Ave Maria, Ave Maria, and he's happily married. He has, I think, his five kids. He might be having a six right now. And um, do you think Jeff ever thinks like, man, I wish I was less weirder in high school? Yeah? Do you think he's like, I wish I was less weirder? Man, I wish I had, you know, kissed more girls and done more things, you know? And the reality is, no, he's so happy. You know, he has such a greater joy because he saved himself for that one woman, and he is just so happy. And do you think Noah, you know, um, she was thinking, you know, maybe I should have been less weird, you know. Why did I build that ark? Absolutely not. Because all the people who laugh at him, it's a little macabre, but they're dead. 
They're dead. And he's the only one who's standing. As we hear in the second reading, he's one of eight. And so um, today we, we kind of have these readings and they kind of speak into this baptism, which is meant to wipe away, you know, our original sin, you know, all that temptations and the death that exists in this world. And uh, through our baptism, we're called to be followers of Jesus. We're called to follow Christ, to imitate him. And uh, in the gospel, you know, we see him spending 40 days in the desert. And you know what? I'm sure other people looked at that and said, that's weird. To be a follower of Christ is to take on and imitate him. And if we're really being good disciples of Christ, the reality of the matter is, is that people are going to say the things we're doing is weird. And so my challenge for us here today is to embrace the weird. Because if you're like me, if you've ever tried to seek, you know, the acclaim of your peers, if you've ever tried to be popular and do the things of the world, be normal, you've probably also felt the emptiness that comes along with that. And so when we follow Christ, we strive for happiness and depth and a food and a richness that this world cannot give us. And when we live and imitate Jesus, it's going to look a lot different from the way other people live in this world. There's going to be suffering. We look at the cross and we see in this Christian life that there is suffering. But on the other side of that cross, what we work towards this Lent is the resurrection. That through all the suffering we might experience on this earth, that if we are true to Christ and we fall in his way, that its end there is resurrection. And so when I say embrace the weird, you know, this isn't you saying, uh, Father Pacer said it's okay for me to collect my toenails in a jar and store them in a shelf. <laughs> That's not it, no. What I want you to do is to embrace those aspects of our faith that look different from the world. We want our marriages to look different and not like that of the world. We want... Um, you know, just the way we study, the way we're at work, you know. We know where people kind of steal time, but we want to live up and be good in our workplaces. We want our lives to look different, and we have to be okay if that sometimes has people laughing at us and call us weird. Because although a flood is not coming, as God promised, nonetheless, one day we will meet our maker. And the excuse of saying, I just did what everyone else did, isn't going to cut it. So embrace the weird and find salvation in life.